0: Okay, this is going longer than I thought. It's not really a song. Uh, that was uh, Tenacious D with Star Trek. Uh, they were going to perform the Star Trek theme song. I have it on my other computer, but I don't know where that file is now. So, anyways, uh, welcome to Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school. Uh, I'm Andrew, and with me via social distancing FaceTime is
1: <gasps> Baby Hat, Bada Cup. This is Liza. Ah, get it?
0: Get it? <laughs> Um so that was the uh that was Jack Black. Of course the this is the unofficial Jack Black podcast. So what better way to introduce Star Trek than with our friend Jack our, Black.
1: Yeah. Our our favorite friend. Our favorite
0: friend. You know, I I don't think I've ever told you this. There was a time where it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that I would have met Jack Black. What? Like I was friends with somebody whose Godmother was best friends with Jack Black's mom. What? Yeah, and so it was not crazy that we would have with that, like, that's that's some. I mean, like, it would have been that's
1: like less layers than seven layers, seven layers yeah. from bacon, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I
0: mean, like, like I said, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. He was also still like a movie star at the time, so it wasn't like. I could have just been like, "Hey, can you hook me up with Jack Black?" You know, but it was it wasn't like <laughs> totally um, crazy that we would have met.
1: Did his mom live in Seattle or Washington? Like, how? I don't, do- I
0: don't know. It, it, it's totally possible that I guess like they could have grown up in the same place, and then she moved to Seattle, and then was just still mm-hmm. friends with Jack Black's mom. Damn. Damn. Could have been. Uh,
1: are you still friends with that person? not really oh bummer i should have
0: kept that just so i could have maybe met jack black
1: yeah that's not weird <laughs>
0: at all <laughs> yeah maybe i can reconnect and just be like hey i know uh we haven't seen each other in 20 years but um
1: are you but still? also but like do you know where jack black lives yeah, but
0: can i like <laughs> hang out jack black through you is that possible but also you don't have to be there like yeah also, yeah. like, we could just continue to, like, not know each other and all that. But as long as <laughs> I get to know Jack Black, that's fine.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, it's uh, not not weird or gross. No, it's behavior. definitely
0: not gross behavior. It's not. <laughs> um, Liza, how are you doing?
1: I'm all right. Uh, this, I'm really bad at social distancing. So this, this is the hardest part. Um, by, but by, I'm you're, totally fine.
0: You're bad at social distancing. You don't mean that you are bad at practicing. It just means you were having a a hard time with it.
1: Yeah, I just think I, it's not. I'm a I'm an extrovert and a very tactile per- person, and my bu- my personal bubble in general is much smaller than most Seattleites. I mean, I know. Yeah. So I think uh, it, I realize that it's like. I have to actively think about what I do with my body. It's, um, that's the f- toughest part. Uh, uh, I understand why we need to do it, but I'm just saying my reflexes are not good. So. I, I mean,
0: I, I, I think I'm similar in that. Like, I like to not like, uh, uncle joe biden like touch people but like i do like like physical contact is like one of my like love languages right what i was of-
1: saying is that i love to uh, molest hu- yeah, humans I, I and to- like strangers especially women i yeah. just love that so yeah i love I, to it's, give it's really hard time for me
0: i know it's really tough for me too i love to walk up behind people and give them unexpected massages that's one of my love languages so mm-hmm. i just like i mm-hmm. just wish people would be a little more accepting of what i am giving out
1: I know, this This whole COVID-19 is really out to get me, it's, specifically. Yeah, yeah, it's really
0: dragging me down in terms of, like, giving people unwarranted and unwanted massages. Is uh, that so wrong that I just want to make people feel nice?
1: I know. It's not against the law, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um, so, Liza, today yes, we... Today besides- we-
1: Stopping to touch people. Yeah. On my free time. I also like to watch things and talk about them.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that we watched and t- are talking about today mm-hmm. is a little show that I watched <laughs> in high school. Actually, uh, I started watching this show probably when I was like five years old. What? Yeah.
1: You were in high school when you were five?
0: Yeah. I was a Doogie Hauser. of How did we school.
1: come like to almost two years of podcasting and not Know this. Well, I was
0: in high school from the age of five to the age of 18. So, like, I was like (laughs) failing classes. You were like
1: a really fast learner and a really slow learner. And then real slow.
0: It slowed down so hard right away.
1: You peaked at five. I peaked at five. Yes, Mm -hmm. I peaked at
0: five and then just sort of caught up to 18 over the course of 13 years. (laughs)
1: Wow. What a. That sounds like a Netflix bio flick. Docu series. Hey, Worth Netflix. When story.
0: when this all passes, I'm willing to sell this story to you, my life story of. Who's being... gonna
1: wait? Is this a docu series, like or like a Talking Head, where they're, they're, you're gonna be like, and then this happened, or is this like who's reenacting you?
0: I think it could be both. Like it's it's me sort of presenting the story with like a young actor. Hmm, who could play me?
1: Zach Efron? Zac- oh, no, me.
0: He's, he's too white. He and I are also, like, not that far off an age where, like, he could play me in high school, um, right?
1: I guess.
0: And, like, I- also, it's a little too on the nose to have Zach Efron play me because we look so alike. It's just, like, you kind of <laughs> want a little bit of diversity in terms of, like, what, uh, what you know, like, you want something that's bringing a different experience to the role, and it's just, like, everything with me and Zach is just too similar.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: i don't know maybe the like the guy from uh the Ar- the guy who plays archie in riverdale could play me oh i don't know
1: that mm. i'm sorry that's
0: okay is he cute he must be cute yeah he must be cute if it's if he's playing me he's gotta be cute <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think he could play me I anyway think, i think the red-headed guy from So you
1: were five and you were in high school and uh, you were like Goo Goo Gaga, Goo
0: Goo Gaga, Goo Goo Gaga, Picard was my actually my first <laughs> words was, "Make it so, Captain Picard." <laughs> um, yeah. So we watched Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh huh. Not
1: the whole thing. Not the whole <laughs> thing.
0: We watched half of the first episode and the last half of the second of the uh, the last episode.
1: Yeah, that uh, was not confusing no, at all. It was not
0: confusing. It it's very annoying. I feel like Netflix usually, like, they have their, like, you know, parts one and two are, like, two separate episodes. Mm-hmm. And did you watch this on Netflix?
1: No, I watched it on Prime. Oh. I didn't know it was on Netflix. Interesting. Yeah, so
0: for some reason, these sh- these episodes are bundled together. So we had to, at least for me, I stopped. I just stopped it when, uh, I don't know when in the first episode you stopped, but I stopped when Data was walking with... DeForest Kelly, the, uh, Dr. McCoy Mm -hmm. actor, and then picked up the, had to fast forward the last episode to midway through. I just sort of guessed when that one picked up, but also like just watched 45 minutes of the last episode. But Liza, what did you, what did you, have you seen Star Trek The Next Generation before?
1: So the funniest thing.
0: Oh, this is, I can't wait. This entire
1: episode is going to be this. I'm I'm getting ready to. to,
0: getting ready to bust my gut, laughing.
1: (laughs) Um, I had never watched it, ever. I, of course, know of it. Uh, My brother, John Jolly, past guest, uh, always welcome guest, John Jolly, is uh, a huge TNG fan. He's going to be maybe upset at me that we did a TNG episode without him, but anyway, anyway. (laughs) Um, I have never known any of the ta- the the stories or the backstories like barely any any of the t- characters um names. I will be honest, and for the longest time, I thought the like the visual I had like visuals of like what Data looks like, and I I thought he was the same as Uh ah. in my head because I, I didn't understand that they were um. Like, it's two different series, and they're not the same character (laughs) Uh at all. Spock Spock does
0: show up on Next Generation, and in that episode, they do put pointy ears on Data, so.
1: Oh. And uh, so things like that. Like, I think it was just, like, murky, and, like, you get some of the stuff by Osmosis, but not understanding, like, the whole culture. Yeah. Um, And then my roommate, this last few months or whatever had been binging it at home. So I've, uh I had exposure to a whole bunch of random episodes, but like random, like not picking and only chunks of them. Yeah. Um, And then you picked this for this episode. So I'm, I'm really glad cause then I actually more recently had more exposure and like understood more about the characters and like what sort of the arcs and, Stories are, um, and I was way more excited because I think at first I would have been feeling a little overwhelmed. Yeah, with like you know, it's like one of those big long shows, and and you you know that people are into it. it's like you know if if we were to do that with the Wire or something, like it's a lot, and most people like if you haven't watched it, then you are just kind of like you don't want to watch it, or you are dreading watching the whole thing because right. it's just such a big long a commitment a
0: show, and like the wire, it's a show that means a lot to a lot of people, so like, yeah, if you watch it, for instance, and like you don't like it, or you' yeah. just like you're just like, uh, eh, you know, it wasn't kind of my thing. There are people like maybe your brother or maybe your co-host on this podcast who would be <laughs> like upset that like it's just like, yeah. how can you not this is like, and you know, for me like I said, I started watching the show probably when I was like five or six. And like this show Mm. meant so much to me growing up that like, Mm. I mean, I obviously, I'm not going to take it personally if you don't like the show, but like it was like, it was something that, that shaped so much of me as a kid that the idea, I I mean, like I understand from an outsider coming in that like pressure of like, oh my gosh, like this show means so much to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. like, do I even want to like start getting into it? Because like, what if it? just, yeah. You know, same thing. Like, I haven't watched The Wire for that reason. Like, I think I would like it, mm-hmm. but it's like because it means so much to people. What if I think it's boring and then like, yeah. you know, people are like, "What the fuck? How can you not like The Wire?" And
1: yeah, that's how I feel about The West Wing. Like, yeah, like, same. No, want to watch it, but also there's so much of it, and it's such like a a cult, cult classic or whatever, or like a culture. There's a whole yeah um fanfic around, or what am I trying to say? It's a uh, cultural
0: touchstone, like people, it, yeah, it just like, like it, a f-
1: big following and all of that, that it just feels like a little like, ooh, do I want to be the new kid on the block about this thing? It just seems daunting a little bit, yeah. So anyway, I was really glad that it timed so that I had enough exposure to like understand the half episodes I watched Uh today. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Like they were, it's half episodes and it's like the very beginning where you get a whole bunch of exposure because they're explaining what the characters are about. And then the very last chunk where they're, they're, it's like bananas chaotic yeah, because they assume that if you would if you are watching that, you have watched the whole thing. There's right. no reason yeah. for you to just watch the last forty five of seven seasons, yeah. you know. Um but uh still like I didn't feel as confused as I could have been if I hadn't had any exposure at all still. Right. Which was like six months ago would have been like that. Yeah. Um so it turned out well. Um Yeah, so you started watching this at five because it was on. Was it playing on uh, on cable then? It probably would have been playing as
0: like reruns on like Q thirteen Fox, I think. Oh, okay. Um, at the time, I whoops, sorry. Um, the the reason I got into it was because my neighbor, who was the same person who got me into wrestling, also got me into Star Trek. Like that was the two things that he really liked, and because I thought he was, like, very cool, I, of course, then was like, oh, I should probably also like wrestling and get into wrestling and Star Trek. So, like, it's mm-hmm. almost, like, my first memories of TV are wrestling and Star Trek. It's not, like, cartoons or, you know, some, like, big event. You know, like, some people say, like, oh, I remember the, the moon landing, or, you know, like, people who are old enough to remember the moon landing. But, like, um, for me, it's, like, Star Trek and wrestling were the things that I watched, or that I can remember earliest on. So, yeah, I started watching because my neighbor watched, and then I would just went, you know, like reruns would air at night, and I'd watch those. And yeah,
1: cool. The yeah. um, it ran for so much longer than I. Well, I guess I'm. I knew that it was a lot of seasons, but then to look at the 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 years, I always thought. I guess I always thought it was more in the 90s, but it's pretty much half and almost half and half. Like yeah. it's 87 to 94. Yeah. And also, we all know like each decade carries on for the next two years into the new decade. So, uh-huh. like, I think that's why maybe I was thinking, I don't know. It's just like it feels very 80s and just carries the 80s for a long time. Yeah. It seems. Um, but yeah. Anyway. It's great. I had, a, I had a good time watching it. Um, I was actually really excited to watch the first episode. And I wish I had.
0: Uh oh. We're losing Liza. But
1: Both the. F- oh no.
0: Okay. Can you I, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now.
1: Okay. Um, I was just saying that uh, if, I wish I had made more time to watch the full, you know, hour and a half of each episode. It's interesting that the first and the last are extra long. Yeah. They're like two-parters or whatever. I don't know if they aired as two-parters because now that they're on streaming, they're just like one long episode. Yeah. There's no break or anything. Um, The versus regular episodes are just 45 minutes,
0: right?
1: Yeah. An hour, I guess, if if it was on TV.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a, I mean, the the first episode, I mean, so much happens in the first episode. You don't even really get to know most of the characters. Like, Mm -hmm. there's not a prolonged, like, this is Captain Picard, and this is Dr. Crusher, and this is Mm -hmm. Geordi LaForge. So much of it is like, I mean, you, the first character that I feel like you really get to know in the show is Q, which is like this omnipotent Mm -hmm. being. And like, he shows up, and I think he has more screen time than most of the main characters because... He's sort of like the antagonist in the first episode, and so because of that, he gets most of like the 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 screen time against the main characters versus all the main characters have to kind of share like the time you're getting to know them so like by the end of the first episode, I would feel like you would know who Q is more than mm-hmm. say like Lieutenant Worf or Tasha Yar mm-hmm. who you know go on to become well spoiler. Tasha dies like midway through the first season. Oh um, shit. I was yeah.
1: wondering about that. Yeah. Cause she's,
0: she's like partly in the finale too. Like they use, they, they bring right, the actress because... back, but she, she dies partway through the first season, um, in a pretty shocking way. But they, you know, like you're just introduced to these characters, but like Q is the one who's getting like all these, like, you know, he gets like costume changes and he gets to like have these quippy lines with Captain Picard. And, it's sort of setting up this dynamic that's going to be present through not obviously every episode, but at least once a season Q will show up mm-hmm. and sort of like cause some havoc or mayhem with Picard just because he's interesting. he seems to like, he really likes pushing Picard's buttons, but you can also tell there's a bit of like, he likes him.
1: Yeah, I, the one of my questions for you, because he does show up in the last episode as well. Yeah. And so... I had heard of that character, but the episodes I've seen throughout the season that are random, he was never in it. And so watching these, I was like, wow, he's such a bigger part than I had anticipated. Um, I was going to ask you if, like, yeah, like if he's a recurring, you know, bad guy that they just can't keep, they can't shake off or they can't beat or they can't, like, get rid of and he just keeps coming back to, like
0: play with them it's 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 interesting because like in the in the pilot they certainly set him up to be like he's the villain he's the bad guy like he's the thing that's going to and i think at first he has a much more adversarial relationship with the crew throughout the show he kind of becomes more of like a like a pest like he just shows up Mm -hmm. he causes a little bit of trouble he's a little bit of a scamp but like he's not you know, like in the in the finale, he's like the Q continuum, which is like this sort of omnip, like you know, mysterious omnipotent mm-hmm. force. Um, decides that they are going to cause this like quantum fissure in space that Picard has to solve, but yeah. Q himself is actually helping Picard solve it because
1: figuring it out, yeah, because like it's, he, yeah, it's like they've created this this relationship where they hate, love each other but mostly like it seems like Q is just so amused with experiencing or experimenting with what Picard can figure out.
0: Right. I think he's like enamored with Picard in the way of like he he res- he obviously has some like respect for Picard and like really likes sort of like testing him and seeing what he can do, but at the same time like I don't think he enjoys putting him in danger. I think like mm-hmm. there is that, that sort of dichotomy where like he's, he, he will put him in danger to sort of like test him. But I think ultimately like he would never want any real harm to come to Picard because of this like begrudging respect that he's developed over the last, like, you know, seven years. Yeah.
1: Well, and the, the cause the question I was going to ask you is like, Technically the actual like villains like the easy clear cut dudes people that you're not supposed to like are the are the Romulans, right? Yeah, the Romulans are like
0: a race. So throughout the show you meet different, you know, races and through you know like there are the Cardassians where like the Cardassians are, you know, most of the time adversaries to the federation, but -hmm. they also will work with them from time to time. There are a few episodes where like the Romulan, like Romulans are, are definitely, I think of the races, the ones that are portrayed as like the most conniving Mm. and like you can't trust them. They will like sort of like work with them because they have to. Yeah. But certainly they don't like, you wouldn't trust a Romulan in that way. I think that the, the, the villain of the series and, and they are not present in either the pilot or the finale is the Borg. Oh, and the Borg are like a, a, they're not. a. Oh, are
1: those the like sort of half robot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a couple episodes or at least one of them with those things.
0: And so they are, I think they're presented more as like the, the bad guy of the series because like, Mm -hmm. you know, with, the Klingons, or with the Cardassians, or the Romulans—like there's always sort of a a goal in mind. Versus uh, the Borg, their goal is just to like turn everybody in the universe into Borgs.
1: Mm-hmm. They're like the conquerors. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um the other thing that this the first episode got me to kind of. I'm not fully understanding, and maybe this is something that's clearer so if you watch more of the show. So hopefully, you can answer this. But the, uh, cause in the first episode, they basically, the crew, or a good chunk of the crew, cause they're not fully formulated yet. Like, um, Riker isn't in the team yet, yeah. and like, the doctor isn't. So right now, it's just like four or five of them. Um, and they're being used as like, they're, like, on trial from this weird planet group that uh, Q put together or yeah. whatever. Like, where they're, like, a weird mix of medieval time, but, like, different cultures all, like, like put together. I don't know. It's, like, a weird... But then they do, to the eye of, of um, the Starfleet people, it's, like antiquated ways to judge people who maybe have done something wrong or criminal or something like that. And they're just like, how dare you put us in the, in this situation? This is like the most antiquated, but the whole point of Q putting them on there is to kind of, he's trying to like criticize humans for their past behaviors of, wartime and and all of that jazz and like their destructiveness and like he's trying to prove a point or something and he keeps referring to them as a race like the starfleet people yeah and how they're like a, a um you know a subservient race or whatever
0: yeah
1: what the part that i'm I guess I'm not understanding is like in this universe, in the universe of Star Trek, they don't, they use the word race, but they don't mean like a human versus an alien. Because like, they look and act like humans, like like people. But then they refer to each other and like they're a completely different race. And so I guess they're thinking of it as like, I guess I'm asking our the, their race is just whoever is from earth originally so
0: there in the in the universe of star trek like at this point humanity has spread out throughout a lot of the galaxy and so there are humanoid uh creatures that live on different planets and then there are also like humanoids that didn't originate from earth but like mm. it, it it is sort of a, an allegory for race like when star trek was created you know like the different races that they introduce like Klingons and, and Romulans were mm-hmm. like, it's like, it is an allegory for race on earth where like, mm-hmm. you know, you treat, uh, you know, ostensibly like Klingons were supposed to be like black people and Asian people mm. when they were original originally conceived. And so like when you talk, when they talk about race in Star Trek, it is sort of like humans, Romulans, klingons cardassians like there's not it the the concept of race amongst humans has sort of like dissipated in terms of like you don't think of geordie laforge as a different race than william Riker,
1: yeah because they're just one species together
0: yeah they're just in the human race Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which like Mm -hmm. you know sort of nice
1: yeah, it is nice. I see, like that's I I because I knew that um that was one of the things that people liked about Star Trek, especially for the time. Yeah, it seems that they were trying to push that envelope and those boundaries, those social, social racial boundaries. Um, in that way, um, but yeah, I just think it's funny because like that's the part that I'm like I can't suspend my disbelief like they keep saying like you um you know you're such a antiquated like uh behind the time race like you will say that to at least in the first episode to the picard and his crew and being really rude and condescending and all those things but it's like race but you look the same like what are you talking about (laughs) like (laughs) but
0: um, well, Q is also taking the form of a human. Like, they, we don't really we don't really ever know. We don't know
1: what he looks like in real life. Yes. Or like, okay. huh? He's almost like a mystique.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't... I, it's hard to know if he even has, like, a humanoid, like, if his true form would even be, like, a humanoid thing, or if he's just, like, a big ball of light or something, you know? Like. Yeah,
1: like, does he even have a body? Right, exactly. Or is exactly. he just a... a, a thought or uh, yeah an entity yeah that's interesting
0: yeah and so the so in the first episode we meet q q sort of puts them through the trial of like is humanity worth you know like like should we just make them stay on earth and like almost Mm -hmm. eradicate them or you know picard sort of uh says like let us prove that we have some worth and so q agrees to that and that sort of raises like what is going to be sort of the process of the show, which is like Q coming in and testing them and seeing if humanity has any worth. And then in the last episode, uh, we sort of, ju- <laughs> because you came you know, we way to come in sort of halfway through, we're sort of in mm-hmm. the middle of like a major crisis where Picard is jumping through three different time periods. One yeah, is like, it seems like
1: he got cursed or something. Yeah.
0: So Q is sort of put him in this, like this, time paradox where he's, you are experiencing the events of the first episode again. Like you are, mm-hmm. you know, like when he first gets on the enterprise and then the current timeline and then a future timeline. And so mm-hmm. Q has put the, him in these different things because he believes that Picard can solve this can un, this problem, which is the, the, there, a, a time fissure has occurred mm-hmm. and it's going to destroy the universe. Mm hmm unless Picard can solve it. And so he puts him in these three different time periods and, you know, sort of gives him a hand as it turns out, but lets Picard solve it on his own also. And that's kind of where it leaves off where, uh, Q has like the, the, the ending where like they sort of have this conversation about like, you know, it turns out humanity is worth it. And Q sort of reveals that he helped Picard as much as he could, but also like let him do this thing and reveals sort of like, it's just sort of like a, like they both thank each other in that moment. Like Picard's like, thank you for helping me. And Q's just sort of like, I didn't really do that much. So kind of thank you too. (sighs) And it's just like this very nice moment that you like normally Picard is so annoyed with Q all the time during the show. Yeah. Like every time he shows up, he's like, "God, Q, will you please leave me alone?" And so, like, to have this moment of like, we understand and respect each other, and Q kind of it, Q kind of leaves with like, "Hey, I might be back," Oof. just like, yeah, no. and yeah, I and like, so in the show, uh, at least how the show ends, the last scene is the the bridge crew has a like an ongoing poker game. Mm-hmm. and picard has never shown up to it and he finally shows up to this game that they're doing and they deal him in and it's a very nice little thing to like yeah. send the show off on where it's just like they're going to continue to have adventures but also picard has decided to not just like be obviously he's friends with all these people but to like in- interact with them in this social way not practicing yeah. social distancing i have
1: no. to say not at all no. they're so close together yeah which it's like it made me uncomfortable it made
0: me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah
1: just so, to, like watch them like scoot these giant dudes and then a couple women in between them just like scoot around what looks like the tiniest table it's a little poker just so table. That they kind of all fit in the shot in a way yeah. like it's so funny
0: it is it is funny i was thinking the same thing watching it like wow like What is a show going to be like in a year when, like, the the coronavirus storyline picks up on TV shows? (laughs) And, like, are we ever going to see people sitting this close to each other again? Or, like, are we just going to have to, like, wait two years (laughs) when, like, all the coronavirus stories have, like, run through that, like, nobody's going to be like, eh, yeah, they can all sit next to each other again?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, are they they even... Yeah, I mean, right now are they even allowed to shoot on set? They're not. They're really not. So we're not going to get any content. Right. But
0: you know that like when seasons pick up again, like every writer is going to be like, I've got a corona story. Like yeah, this you know like we got to tell it through the lens of Olivia Benson. (laughs) (laughs) Like Grey's Anatomy for sure will have like some COVID nineteen.
1: Thing. I feel like even like Superstore is gonna have Oh
0: for sure. They're all yeah. gonna like everyone's like, going to have a thing. Unless it's like Supergirl or you know like something where it's like it's just it's not worth their like because they're fighting aliens or they're fighting yeah, you know, monsters, it's, it's just not worth their time to like do it. But like every show that like deals with like world problems will definitely have like a COVID nineteen mm-hmm, storyline. Mm-hmm. Um what did you think of the show? Mm-hmm. And out of five, hmm, out of five stun settings, what would you give Star Trek The Next Generation?
1: Well, well, I enjoy a lot of it, a lot more than I thought. Um, not particularly from these episodes, but from other episodes I've seen, I'm pretty sure my favorite character is the counselor. Um, I... But, like, there's a lot of quippiness, funniness. There's quite a bit of drama, which I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, the sets are glorious. Yes. I think there's a, like, I don't hear, at, well, at least in my periphery of Star Trek, I don't hear a lot of praise for the set designers and makers for the show. And I think they should. I think it's phenomenal, the work that they've done. Um over the years and it's just like cool and like even the special effects when you think it's like you know some of it is like 30 years plus old yeah and and it's like not I mean it's clunky but not in a like oh my god what were they thinking like you know it's just it's still like this is so fun to watch yeah um the only probably the biggest negative for me personally about the show is that any time they have like pseudoscience jargon that goes on and on and on it seems like it goes on and on and on and then the back and forth between them to explain like that last episode has does it a lot with the whole like one it's like Time traveling and space continuum. Right. If we if we create a like warp, warp static failure, Yeah,
0: warp static bubble around the phenomenon, blah 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 blah. Honestly,
1: blah. like all of those dialogues and and a lot of it feels like so I'm saying, you know, it just feels so fake and like I don't understand what they're saying. Like I wouldn't understand it even if they were using actual science. Yeah. So then the fact that it's like fake science that I'm like I feel like I'm. It, they could be speaking Korean without right, subtitles, yeah. and I'd be like, just my brain like kind of shuts off and waits for the drama to come back because the the sciencey explanation. I'm just like, I can't, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't understand it, and it makes me not care. Yeah. Versus like the the interpersonal work family dramas. I'm like, yes, please. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Um so that's the only downfall for me specifically. I can see how people would be so into it and that's not my jam, but um and it makes it slightly boring therefore cuz then I'm like I end up on my phone when it's happening. Sure. So, uh I would give it a 4 out of 5. Stun doubles? What'd you say? Stun, stun, stun- settings.
0: <laughs> stun, <laughs> stun doubles, yeah. yeah. Um, what what about you? Yeah, I I love I mean I love Star Trek. Like I mm-hmm. you know, there I have um there's Had t- you been
1: rewatching it?
0: Yeah, I I rewatch regularly? it regularly. I rewatch it all the time. Like it, it yeah. is sort of like constantly in my continue watching section of Netflix mm-hmm. because like I'll just pop on an episode when I'm like doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's something that is like comforting even, you know, like I'll watch Star Trek Deep Space 9 or Voyager. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not really that into the original series to be honest. So like yeah. Kirk and Spock and McCoy, those characters don't mean a ton to me. Like I I never really watched it growing up and by the time mm-hmm. I would have access to it, it like it didn't really air that much on tv growing up the original series Mm -hmm. so by the time i was old enough to get access to it like it was a show that really felt very dated in terms of like how it looked Mm -hmm. and you know how people were acting so it i just never did it but like star trek for me is just like it it's comforting like Mm -hmm. you know i and because i've seen every episode especially the next generation probably five to ten times each you know like i have watched this show so much it's i mean obviously watching the first half of the first episode and the last half of this of the last episode um i mean i still enjoyed it a lot because i love the characters i love you know the story so like it's an easy five out of five Mm. stun settings on a phaser for me um i i I'm a little bummed that Jordy wasn't in very much of either episode um, Mm. because he actually, there's a kind of a joke that goes around where like in his character is usually the one who like dumbs it down for the audience. So like Mm -hmm. somebody will be saying some like complicated science thing and then he's the one in the, uh, like on the side of the room who goes, so it's almost like overinflating a balloon and you know, like whatever, like some, you know, thing where it's just like, (laughs) okay, make sure that we because we're doing too much science stuff, dumb it down for the dummies who don't know what we're talking about. The me's. The the lies like for me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's usually the one who, like, will say something about, like, so this is sort of like, a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's sort of like the, he's the person who's like, hey, dummies, <laughs> it's me, LeVar Burton, <laughs> telling you <laughs> this is how it goes. So I'm a little <laughs> bummed he wasn't in too much of either episode and because I just like his character, too, and I like yeah Burton, but
1: yeah yeah he's great, Jordy's is great, yeah, it was it, he wasn't in it very much, you're right, the um when you watched it in high school, did you have like a group of friends that you watched it with or could talk about it with or not. So, or did you meet those friends later
0: in elementary
1: school? My best
0: friend also really liked Star Trek. So he and I would watch episodes. We would like reenact scenes. We were very into, we were very into Star Trek together. That's cute. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but in high school, I mean like the same friend also like still watched Star Trek, but like, it wasn't like a big group thing that we would all do. Mm Mm-hmm but
1: yeah the um i feel like the last episode was very it was like that they were still following the like 90s popular thing of doing the last episode as um like a flashback recap you was, know it, yeah but, like was, their version of it is we're going to go through time and yeah. so all of these past episodes and say hi to all these random characters that i assume some of them you haven't seen in a while and or I mean, they didn't say goodbye to Whoopi Goldberg, which I was really yeah. Bummed, she was not in either episode. I know she's in it, and I f- was telling someone that I know that really, really likes the show at work that if I go back and watch, I don't know that I would rewatch the whole thing, but I think I would want to pinpoint like the episodes with go- Whoopi Goldberg because uh-huh. I just love her so much, and her relationship with Picard seems interesting it to is. me.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and. And then all the ones I was because I like the counselor, I was recommended to watch a bunch of epi- episodes with her mom in it. Yeah, she's she seems she's like super intense. And, her mom is very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> It's
0: like the dynamic between those two is is very fun.
1: And then um, the last question I have for you that I am still not fully understanding is. Does the Enterprise work like a city in space? Like, there's just civilians on it that yeah. just live. And then you just... The show is about following the people who, like, manage the spacecraft?
0: Yeah, that's that's functionally kind of... Yeah. <laughs>
1: cuz there the are bones there, of there it. Are,
0: yeah, there are there are civilians who live on the ship. There are like, you know, it, like Picard says at the beginning of uh, or in the first episode like there are children on board. Yeah. And families and he doesn't really like children. And so like there's a very fun episode where he gets like stuck basically like the kids are throwing like a Captain Picard day and uh, through some act like <laughs> the ship gets attacked or something and so like he gets stuck in it In they have the turbo lifts which are ostensibly elevators mm-hmm. and he gets stuck in one with a bunch of kids and so like that di- that dichotomy of like he has to work with these children is mm-hmm. like it's very like it's a i like that episode a lot but it's like very it's interesting to have him be so like i don't like children and then have to mm-hmm. work with them yeah i liked it
1: yeah that's fine
0: yeah Are you ready for the surprise prize, Liza? Hit it. Hit it. Baby. Hit it, Fernando. I don't know how loud this is going to come in. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this very much.
1: Can you hear that at all? No. I can't, but it might still be hearable by... You know, I don't the think so. It's
0: like so quiet in my headphone, so I don't think it's coming through that well. But anyways, Fernando. We'll just
1: sing it together.
0: Can you hear the drums,
1: Three, Fernando?
0: Three, two, one. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the surprise <laughs> prize, Fernando. The surprise
1: prize for this week is a question ah, for you. For me. It was a great segue that you didn't know you were doing earlier when you said that you reenacted some of the episodes with your kiddo friend while you were a kiddo. Wow. (gasps) My question for you is, if you were a Starfleet member, what job would you have?
0: Ooh, boy. Or what job
1: would you want, and what job would you not want?
0: Either way. I, um... Hmm. I think, like, as a kid... I really, like, like Data was my favorite character when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I was a kid, when we were, like, role-playing Star Trek, I usually either played Data or created a new character that was essentially, like, somebody who worked with Data. So, like, science and that sort of thing was kind of, like, what I envisioned doing if I was in Starfleet.
1: Mm-hmm. And an engineer? An engineer, oh, so- yeah.
0: And now hmm like i don't i think like i i don't think of myself as dumb but i also know that like science and engineering is not something i'm good at Mm -hmm. and so i i would like to think that given the proper training like i would be good at like medicine yeah i think and so like i would probably be working in sick bay is my guess
1: is sick bay the clinic
0: yeah sort of like the the yeah the the ship's hospital
1: Mm. so you'd be working with a doctor
0: i'd be working with dr crusher yeah or or the doctor or the doctor um also little thing dr crusher uh, was not in season two of the show she 's just gone for an entire season of the show was she pregnant? No, she actually did get pregnant during the filming of the show, but like it 's not a thing that happens in it like she mm. so in the in the second season, they replace her with a character Dr. Pulaski because the showrunner and her didn 't get along very well, so the showrunner basically demanded that she was fired from the show. Nuh-uh. And then when season two happened, everybody realized that it wasn't like Dr. Pulaski was not a good fit. And so they asked uh, Gates McFadden, who plays Dr. Crusher to come back. And she was like, not sure that she wanted to because she'd been fired and like, didn't also probably didn't yeah. like working with the showrunner.
1: It's an awkward way to come back. Yeah. But then
0: because like Patrick Stewart, like called her and like, you know, Aww. like was, you know, a charming, nice man, which he is, he, like, convinced her to come back, and she did. And, like, there was also a bunch of, like, fan letters that, like, people wrote to her, like, please come back to the show. Oh, cute. So she eventually did come back, and, like, I really like her And so the too. show...
1: But the showrunners stayed the same? I'm not sure about that part. Huh. That sounds really awkward.
0: Yeah, but she did come back, and she was pregnant throughout the fourth season, but, like, mm. apparently... I should go back and rewatch some episodes because I don't ever like, you know, when you watch a show and you see somebody, you're like, oh, she's pregnant. Like they are yeah. they're hiding her belly a lot, or she's wearing like yeah, big or coats. they wear
1: like baggy of clothes, or yeah. they always stand in front of a yeah. lamp or something. They did that
0: with uh, Zoe Deschanel on New Girl a lot that year that she was pregnant. Like she, well, for a while yeah. she just wasn't on the show, but also like when she was like starting to show, they just would like cleverly hide her belly.
1: Yeah, they and, do, like, closer shots and shit. Yeah. You
0: know? And so, like, I've never... I just found that... I actually just found that out today that she was pregnant during the fourth season of TNG. Mm. And so now I'm I'm interested... Because I've never thought about, like, oh, they're hiding her belly or she's wearing coats <laughs> a lot. So now I'm I'm interested to, to watch some season four episodes. That's funny. Uh, what about you? What do you think you would do?
1: <gasps> um... I would not be an engineer or medicine person. I don't know, I I would probably like, I mean, if it's like similar, if they have jobs that are similar to our jobs, I would be like, I don't know, somehow like organizing people. Yeah,
0: like one of Commander Riker's duties is like duty roster. So like he manages where people are supposed to be. Yeah, their chores basically.
1: Here we go. I'm number one. Oh, so you
0: you just just promote yourself to commander? That's interesting. (laughs) You gotta you gotta see
1: you gotta wear the suit to get the suit or something. Dress for the
0: job you want. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Shoot for the stars. Yeah.
1: Whatever the idiom is.
0: Yeah um well
1: i'm inspiring right <laughs> yeah it is i mean like one of the
0: things like i love that the security chief at least in the first episode is a woman you know tasha oh, yeah. yar is the head of security and like it's not presented like nobody's like a woman as the chief of security like yeah. and so i you know un- unfortunately because she her character dies like 12 episodes in mm. um, they don't really get to flesh much of that out and then Worf becomes the head of security, which is maybe a little more like typical gender casting. Yeah, but yeah, at least their intentions were good at the beginning to to have a mm-hmm. you know a well.
1: No- and I, I mean, I guess the this I could see how it worked out for them. I mean, I guess I don't know. Did the I don't I'm not sure if they meant to write her off or. I'm She's also like couldn't do the show anymore or or if they were like no we need to kill a character because this is helping us in the timeline or? I think it
0: had more to do with something came up with her more than like ah let's just kill somebody it's this yeah. is boring we got to kill someone
1: Yeah yeah well cuz and and i mean i don't know like i feel like i don't really know that character very well so i guess it doesn't i don't know for sure but the it, it seems like the whole idea of the klingon is that they're
0: they're warriors. Uh oh. Liza's frozen again. Um,
1: There's less gray. back. Black and white? Can you hear me? Okay. It just seems like a Klingon would be more likely to be in a security type of job because sure. it's like follow the rules or yeah. whatever. Yeah. They worked out for them, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, well, yeah, Liza, speaking of working out for everybody, it'll work out great for everybody if they subscribe to our Patreon page, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash goodtalkstudio. Wow.
1: Hey. I am impressed with your skills, my <sighs> friend. <laughs>
0: uh, you can subscribe there. If you go to the Good Talk, uh, Good Talk Extras tier, you can get bonus episodes. You can get bonus episodes through a couple different combo packages, but- Ooh good talk extras is the tier it's five bucks a month you get bonus episodes of throwback to school and gentlemen overlords on that tier for five bucks a month um and you can also go to our instagram page at throwback to school facebook page at throwback to school facebook page doesn't really get updated all that often but i could do better at that but you can like but
1: instagram has cute comments instagram has cutie comments (laughs) you can uh message us you can also review us uh-huh. and that is helpful yeah to do so yeah if you want other people to listen
0: yeah and you do you want you other people to listen cuz you can talk to them about our episodes
1: yeah Isn't you could text nice. them while you're practicing your social distancing
0: that's a great idea
1: it's a great way to share media
0: uh huh <laughs> All right, everybody, we will talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. See you or see you on the webcams tomorrow.
0: <laughs> bye bye.